When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on vocnation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, vocnation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at vocnation. Hi, this is the voice of Ricketaldo. And you're in the room with Cabby Stroh and my man Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks here. And, uh, my God, um, thank you, everybody, for uh, all your support over the last uh, week or so. I, I, the, the downloads have been incredible. I, I, I wasn't even here. Uh, Maestro helped on the fort, and he did a fantastic job with you guys, the cast and crew of In the Room. It's just been amazing. I can't wait to dive in tonight. I, I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, joining me, as always, we have the lovely Kathy Fitz once again. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, thank you. Thank you. Would you believe I'm only 26? No. Would you believe I'm under 70? Under 70, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> small, small favors, right? Uh, <laughs> also joining us, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. You heard him last week hosting the show. Such a fantastic job as always. What's going on, Stro? Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we're happy to have you back this week. No doubt. So welcome <laughs> back, Brady. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was in Fort Lauderdale. We can talk about that a little. I, I'll hold off on that because uh, first I want to introduce... Uh, uh, we have uh, Howard Morgan joining us on the program 
And it's rare to get Howard for the, for the two full hours, but we sure are glad that he's here. What's going on, Howard? How are you doing tonight? Not much, man. How are you, man? A belated happy birthday and happy Valentine's Day to everybody. You know, we had yeah, a really good you. good show, you know, in, in your absence. Stroh did a fantastic job, you know, you know, manning the ship while you were gone. I knew you guys would do great. I, I did, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. A couple of things I want to talk about. Nothing major, uh, but we did have a little show this weekend, Elimination Chamber. I, I want to talk about that because the uh, bloodline angle continues to kill. Uh, I got a little question for you guys uh, in terms of how we perceive these wrestlers when they we kind of rank them in our own heads and stuff. I'm going to hold off on that for a second. Um, last week, as I mentioned, I had an early morning flight to Fort Lauderdale for work, for my shoot job, I guess you'd say, right? Uh, but I, I go there, and I'm fortunate enough in my line of work that I do occasionally get to, I do occasionally get to catch up with, like, legends of wrestling, you know? And so last week, I, you know, I arrive in Fort Lauderdale, I, I pull up to the venue, Kathy, and who's sitting outside... Oh, yeah, baby. The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, is out there catching the sight. It was great to catch up with him. For the first time ever, Jimmy Hart ended a conversation by telling me that he loved me, which is like, that was cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I marked out a little bit. Let's see the end of the show. <laughs> he must, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, geez, if he can love all them fools, I can, I can, I can love him. Uh, no. Oh, are we kidding? They're not fools. They're not fools. No, and, and and Jimmy, you know what was really cool is um because I was talking with him about Jerry Lawler. He was one of the first on the scene in the hospital when you know when Jerry had his stroke. You know, so he was able to provide a pretty good update and stuff. Apparently, somebody found him collapsed, and if they didn't do that, like, who knows? He might not have made it. You know, like they were absolutely critical. To uh, to getting the help that he needed as quickly as possible. So thank God for that. Um, we've known it for a while, Kathy, but I'm pretty sure Jerry Lawler has nine lives, and we've seen at least two I, or three of them happen in in the last couple of years. I think you're absolutely right on that. <laughs> yeah, but it's great to hear. And Jimmy was great. You know, he he says hi hi to all you folks as well. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, yeah, and then, Howard, we had this little show this past weekend, Elimination Chamber. Um, I actually sat and watched the whole thing on Sunday night. I, I you know, my, my wife had uh, tickets to a show, and uh, she's doing it with one of our friends, so I get to stay home and do things like catch up on my wrestling when she goes to these. So, so I watched Elimination Chamber on Sunday night. It was fantastic. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought both Chamber matches were really good. Uh, that Sami Zayn reaction, you know, if if there was any part of me that thought, Howard, that we should, like, stay the course with Cody, that reaction that Sami Zayn got, <clears throat> that, I think, changed my mind a little bit. No, it, it, it absolutely changed my mind, and I, I think, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, I think they could have booked the ending a little differently, and I'll give you my, my if I was booking it, you know, looking at it in hindsight now, but I think they could have changed it a, a little bit differently and really set up a really good, as much as I 
don't agree with it, you know, a really good WrestleMania. But I think, you know, we had, what, two or three rough bumps where the rest were, were out of, you know, out of the picture for a minute. And you could have given the crowd everything they wanted that night if KO came running down in a referee shirt, made the quick one, two, three, Sammy grabs the belt, the place is going nuts, and he gets out of there. Now, of course, yeah. KO's not a referee. they got to hold the belt up, and now you set up either a three-way match for the three of them or a match on Saturday with Sammy and Roman as a rematch, and then, you know, the match with Cody, who, you know, and whoever wins Saturday night will now have to wrestle Sunday and, you know, and really kind of finish both both performers' stories at WrestleMania. I, I would take it a step further. You know, I would do the Dusty finish and just have, a, you know, Roman gets reawarded the belt on Raw because Owens isn't a referee. I like it. I like that you, idea you, a lot. You, you, could, I mean, yeah, you could have done that. You know, yeah, you could have gone, you know, a little old school and – you know, they could have had something on, on Raw saying that, you know, um, that, you know, listen, you know, he wasn't an official, it didn't count, you know. and But you would have given the crowd that night everything that they wanted. The feel-good story would have been there, even though it was only for, you know, a couple of hours or, you know, a day and a half yeah. or whatever it is, two days. You know, Sammy would have, would have basked in all of that, you know, and – you know, again, I think everybody would have left, you know, a static, and I think it probably would have gone down as probably, you know, to date, probably one of the best Elimination Chamber pay-per-views that they've had. i tell you, I what, I tell you one thing. No matter what direction they go towards WrestleMania, Cody and Roman's going to have a lot of work to do to follow up on that Montreal performance. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I know. I don't think they anticipated anything that big. What, that reaction that we saw on Saturday night, Kathy, it's like it's something that you only get like every five years or so. You know, you get Daniel Bryan in fourteen, uh, you got Becky Lynch in nineteen, and you get this. It's uh, yeah. Well, it was something. It was yeah. and, and as much as I'm, I'm not, I'm still not a big Roman Reigns fan, but I think the way he interacted, especially with his with Sammy's wife at ringside and telling him, you know, this is all your fault. You know, you're making me do this. But I think it just added more fuel to the fire, you know, and more and more heat towards towards Roman. And even the drama building up to it, I don't think they they lock up for the first couple of minutes. And you, you, you could feel the, the, the tension in the building just growing and growing and growing. And you could really see how behind Sami Zayn everybody in attendance was. They timed it. It was almost five minutes. Yeah, just, I mean, you haven't had that since Hogan and Rock, where you've got right, that right. kind of a reaction to where, it, you know, they're soaking it in. They're letting they're letting the crowd get it all out. It, it just builds the excitement. It it was amazing. I I, I forget no, it. No, no words. Who said it? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no words, no, no interaction, just them two. They're they, you know standing face to face, you know squaring off, you know, and yep. everybody's what you know who's going to fire the first because it's you know we're thinking it's got to start with a big shot. Who's going to fire the first shot and what's it going to be? And I think it was it, you know 
all in all, I think it was very well done. You know, and I think you know all the matches. I think were were you know decent throughout the night. And and Roman was so good in that role. Like I don't know if you guys caught during like the during like the introduction, uh, he blew a kiss. He blew a kiss to him, and he looked like such yeah. a jerk off. I was like, this is this is incredible. And and I'll tell you what I I you know regardless of what I keep reading and and I do keep reading that the plan is Zane and Owens versus the Usos. And I know I'm starting to sound like a lot of other people, but I I have a problem with that. For a few reasons. For one, they still haven't resolved the Jey Uso stuff, which means they st- now they got to do that on SmackDown or something. Um, unless Jey Uso is the reluctant in this match and cost the Usos the title. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Um, the other thing is the reaction of Kevin Owens on Raw. The whole, you know, I don't trust you. I don't really want to work with you. If you need help... I've got your back, but I don't like you, and I won't want to be friends with you. And it's like that reluctant partnership, we've seen that so many times. But what I like to think that those two things point to is that maybe WWE is being open-minded with these responses that Sami Zayn is getting. And maybe they're considering. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it's worth at least considering doing one of two things. Either splitting the belts, have Roman defend against Cody on Saturday, and pull an auto and do Roman St. Zane on Sunday. That's probably what I would do. And I would have Roman beat Cody now. And I would have Zane win the belt on Sunday night. Just because of that reaction, you know. Again, it doesn't have to be a long-term thing. Roman can win it right back to the next show. It really doesn't matter. That reaction at WrestleMania uh, would be... I would compare it to maybe like when Chris Benoit won in terms of the reaction that he's going to get. You know, I think it's going to be incredible. And um, I I really think that they need to do that. The other option would be the triple threat match. But either way, here's the survey question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. And I'm not big on on triple threat matches. I mean, Mean you know, they work for, for, for what they are. But... I, I think that yeah, I, the the money and the drama will it will be in Cody chasing this story because it really hasn't had time to really tell anything, you know. So it, it, this is a year long to me, a year long story to tell, and yeah, you know, to to chase whoever it is, you know, whether it's Roman or whoever the champ becomes next WrestleMania. Yeah, I think Cody Cody's got to lose. They got to do something with Sami Zayn, yeah, and and I'm hoping again as much as I don't like, you know, the two matches, you know, he's got to win something at, at WrestleMania, you know, at at the show of shows, as, as they say, you know, he's got to, yeah, because then, then because if he doesn't, then what was all of this for? Right, right. Uh, since we're throwing out ideas, here's an idea that I had when I was kind of fleshing this out in my own head the other night. Um, so you have Cody challenge for Roman on night one for one of the titles. Um, you have Cody have an incredible match, come so close, get the fans excited because they think he's going to win it, and then you do that usual schmaz with the bloodline. Cost Cody the championship, right? People are upset, blah, blah, blah. They want to see Cody win it even more. Come Sunday night, 
you got Roman and Sammy, and you have Cody come out and actually neutralize the bloodline, allowing Zayn to pick up the win for the title. Uh, to me, that's the way to do it. Again, I know I'm booking stuff that they're not even planning on doing, probably. Um, but if this might, you know, if, if I had nine billion dollars right now, Stro, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> Actually, if I had nine billion dollars, I probably wouldn't be buying the company. I'd probably be starting my own. But I, I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, now I probably would buy them. It would make much more sense than starting my own. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so I, so I, I have a survey for you guys. And, uh, and this is kind of an informal thing, but I'm going to put you guys on the spot, each of you, right now, because I need to know. And it's okay to pick either one, but I got a feeling what you're all going to say just because I've been leading the question for the last 20 minutes now. Uh, are we Team Sammy Team, or are we Team Cody Rhodes here? In this instance, I'm team, if one person is going to win the belt, so am I. Kathy, what are you? Are you Team Sammy or Team Cody? Sammy. Sammy. Stro, do we got a clean sweep here? Or are you going to go Cody? Oh. Well, absolutely. Just because the fact that the Sammy Zane story has been so well told. And, 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 yeah. and Cody's just getting back from a, a almost career-ending injury with that. So, I mean, they're going to have to have a little bit of time for Cody to kind of tell more his his side of the story, right? So, yeah. Right. There, there's so much more drama that's and, – and this is where I – you know, especially after last night's promo with Paul Heyman and, I, you know, a, I think he plays such a, a great dirtbag. And, you know, what you know, Cody hasn't really done anything except win the Royal Rumble since he's been back. And even in his first return – what did he do? You know, he, he came and he got injured. So there's nothing there to endear me to him finishing, you know, his dad's story, like this whole Rhodes legacy. You didn't, you didn't yeah. do anything. Your, your dad was the son of a plumber, the working man, digging ditches. You came in and, and yeah. it's handed to you. That's, that's, yeah. that's Ric Flair-ish in, in your, your entitlement. So there's nothing there that, that is leading me to, to my heart opening up to him. So he's got a, really, in a sense, prove himself. We're saying he's been proving himself, you know, reluctantly, whether, you know, we agree with it or not, being in the bloodline and then wanting out, and then he finally gets out, and he gets his big chance, and he comes just so close. And, you know, he falls short. You know, it just, there's nothing there for me to latch on to, to Cody Rhodes at the moment. A year from now, yeah, if he's still chasing him and he's still, like I said, if, if when you know, Let's say in a perfect world he loses at WrestleMania. Now Roman tells him, well, you don't have a rematch. You know, you're kicked to the bottom. I have other contenders out there. There's Bobby, Bobby Lashley. There's Seth Rollins. There's, you know, you know, and, and list, you know, eight or ten superstars that are there that are in line ahead of yeah. you now because you've had your chance, you know. And now he's got to essentially prove himself, you know, building up to the next WrestleMania. And, that's where I wish his dad was alive, especially last night with the going back and forth that, you know, Paul Heyman is getting into Cody Rhodes' head now. And I can only imagine the promos that these two would have cut if, if Dusty was still alive. You know what this, he, you know what this reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? That? Seriously? 
It, it reminds me of the time Sting got hurt climbing a cage. And it was, uh, you see with Ric Flair years back at the Classic Champion, where, where Sting yeah. was out for a bit. And, and all the while, Luger was building up his popularity, chasing Flair for the title, right? Yeah. And getting involved with the Four Horsemen and everything. And then, so it, 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 it's, in a way, it's kind of a similar scenario here with that we got with I, Zane and Cody. I, I agree. I agree. Now, here's here's the disconnect that I think that comes with Cody and the fans to a certain extent. And, uh, part of it is because I think he acts pompous as hell. Uh, <laughs> he, he talks <laughs> as if he's like your valedictorian. But instead of giving an encouraging speech, he tells you all the reasons why he's smarter than you. Uh, but with that said, I, that's okay. I mean, I, it's just his style of promo or whatever. I, I think, and, and Stro, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I certainly don't want to insult anybody here. Um, but I think that audience, that particular WWE audience, he's appealing to people who remember his dad as an NWA legend who came to WWE and just was never really able to achieve. And the issue that I see there is that most of that WWE audience, not the wrestlers, not those backstage who actually study this stuff, uh, certainly not us, uh, but I think a lot of the fans of WWE today, the ones that remember Dusty Rhodes, they remember the Polka Dots and Sapphire. They don't remember this whole Dusty trying so valiantly to win the title and, and never quite getting there. Because he spent and, and, most of his time dancing. Right. And um, I, I think they're missing the mark on bullet points here on the history with Cody and Roman. Um, yeah. Because, you know, if you recall, uh, years back, Cody was one of the few guys that did defeat Roman, if you recall, when he was back in the Shield days. When the feud with the roads, right? And I do not was, remember that. Yeah. And so I, I think they're really missing the boat here and playing up on that because especially if, if they want to make it more about Cody's history with Reigns instead of, you know, Heyman and, and his history with his father. There were, there, there's actual history there with Cody and Roman, right? They're, they didn't even touch yeah. that. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if if they could play more up on more of that, you know what I mean? I mean that would be great, you know. I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're yeah, yeah they're missing something by not having Dusty be able to be there, obviously. Um, because he would have been That's Jose Lothario in the corner. You know, yeah. he would have been he would have given you all those reasons to care for Cody. And, and so yeah, Cody probably isn't giving you over Roman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'll have to check that out. I don't remember that. Yeah, and, and, and to that, if, if Dusty's in his corner, now I can latch on to it. Now I can see, you know, the legacy, the the, the family bond. And, you know, he's not only yeah. winning it for himself, but he's winning it for the Rhodes name and, and you know, finally getting a Rhodes as the, you know, whether it be WWF, WWE, whatever, that one world championship that really eluded him, you know, his entire career. Because, yeah, you, you know, you, you kind of stole my idea. Most of these people only remember him in the polka dots. They don't remember him, you know, in the yeah. in the late 70s and 80s. 
in Madison Square Garden, you know, and and wrestling for the title and, and being, you know, that same American dream that was, you know, the NWA heavyweight champion, you know. And, yeah, they, there's, it's just a disconnect, I think, with that piece missing. And, and along those lines, yeah. you know, I know he's with another company right now, but if if they could just bring him back one time, even if, if not a ring segment for or just a video package of him, Dustin, approaching Cody and giving him like a pep yeah. talk. And, 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 you know, Cody could be like doubting himself because of all the, all, all the info that Paul Heyman's been throwing at him these past few weeks, you know, making him doubt if he has a chance and then have to deal with his brother, Dustin, tell him, you know, give him the pep talk and, and tell him that, you know, you know, the family, you know, this is uh, how much the family believes in and is behind them. You know what I mean? That, that, that would be incredible. Would, would really bring it home. Would really bring it home. I, as much as I'm not a fan, per se, of Bret Hart, anytime they involved his parents or one of his siblings, it made for compelling television, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think we need to get a member or two of the Rhodes family out there with them. Uh, Dustin would be incredible for a segment. Um, I'm sure right. that would yeah. never happen now. Maybe it would have a couple months ago, but thanks to Ariel Harwani, we are never going to see that now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it, it, even, it, even, even going back to to Bret Hart, you know the you know the Bret Hart rise from you know being you know a tag team specialist to being heavyweight champion, and then moving on to you know here's his brother Owen tagging along with him. And I think the, the whole backstory to Owen trying to step out of Bret Hart's shadow, but always being hindered because his brother, his big brother, was Bret Hart. And I think that's why that angle right. worked so well is because here we have a guy that is trying to break away from his brother who wants to prove himself. And who doesn't listen? Who? <laughs> right. and listen, I'm the I'm the oldest of six. You couldn't fault him. But who, <laughs> right? Who who yeah. wouldn't, as a little brother, want to try to to best the big brother? That's their job. Uh, I I went to bed that night after the Royal Rumble where they tagged up against the Quebecers, and I'm going, damn, Brett really was selfish. All he had to do was tag him. <laughs> it was right there for him. That's all him, he had to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's all he had to do, Brett. Sweet. Instead, he's more worried about winning the Rumble. God, oh, what a jerk. What a, I'm, I'm right. But, but, you, but you felt for him because now you're, now you're yeah. connected. There's something to connect us to that story, and that's what's missing with Cody Rhodes. There's nothing to connect me to yeah. them beating Roman Reigns or, or even challenging, to, you know, in, in in my eyes, he, he doesn't deserve a chance, you know, and he's only getting his chance because he got the Rhodes name. Just my opinion, and I could be wrong here, I think they're way overplaying the reaction that he got wrestling with that torn tricep. Or bicep or whatever it was. Um, I I think they thought that that made him look like the biggest hero in the world, and for some people it did. But they forget that that happened ten months ago or whatever it was, not yeah. nine months ago. You know, I I think the luster was kind of lost on that. And yeah, they had a lot of you know packages and videos talking about that kind of stuff and everything, but. At the end of the day, it was mostly just Cody talking, which is really 
all that he's done the last couple of years is just talk a whole lot about how good he is or how good he wants to be. I, I want to see it. You know, he won the Royal Rumble. That's great. Um, it still seems like such a huge step for him to be able to tackle Roman Reigns to the point where it doesn't really feel like a main event right now. They started, and they're getting better, but they still got some work to do. Just my opinion. Yeah, no, and like I said, I, I think this this story doesn't doesn't end because you know, I mean, my feeling is it's going to end at WrestleMania because I, you know, I I feel that you know, Rhodes is, is going to win as much as I don't agree with it, but that's WrestleMania is just the start of the story, and then you know, continued a long road back to WrestleMania, all these pay per views and. And everything because I, I thought about Roman Reigns' reign over the last you know eight or nine years that he's had the title, and saying, "Listen, this is almost kind of Ric Flairish." And I remember back, I, I can't remember which Great American Bash it was, but I think Ric Flair had like 28 defenses in 30 days, and the whole thing was, "Can he get out of the American?" This is when the American Bash was taking place over the summer, you know, in Greensboro and Philly and. and you know, and in Florida and all these bigger Baltimore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all these big arenas, you know, and, he, and, you know, he's got challenges like, you know, Road Warrior Hawk and Animal and, you know, Dusty Rhodes and, and, and all of these people challenging, you know, there's no way possible with all of these people that he's going to get through it. And we hated Ric Flair so much. We didn't care who, he could have lost to one of the Monkey Brothers and we had been okay with it <laughs> because we hated right. him that much. And I think that's kind of where we're at now. We just want to see his, his reign come to an end. But I think it's got to be done correctly. And I think, again, you know, we've said it all night. These, you know, yeah, we've all said it. I think Sami Zayn is the guy to defer him, whether it's for, from this pay-per-view to the next or it carries over to two pay-per-views and he's, he's only a champ for 60 days. That satisfies us. Sami did. He, right. He's climbed the mountain. He's toppled him. He's had his moment. Okay, so now, you know, who, now, now we figure out, okay, who's he going to, to, to drop the title to? It would also conclude the story. Like, having Sammy yes. beat the Usos at WrestleMania, like, I don't know, that's a tag team. It's hard to get behind them like that. Um, it was such a well t- In fact, I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was Eric Bischoff. I'm pretty sure it was Eric Bischoff said this week that this is the greatest wrestling storyline that's ever been told. And I found that heaping praise. I don't know if I agree that it's, that great, but it certainly is the best thing that we've seen in years. And I'm talking generational, you know. Uh, I think it's that yeah. good. But but for the guy that, you know, brought NWO to the United States, like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's a very good storyline. I'll say that. Um, a well-built storyline always trumps two months of build because of a Royal Rumble. And they've been telling the storyline since just... And they've been telling the storyline, Howard, since just after last year's WrestleMania. So, of course, people want to see a conclusion to it. You've got to find a way to close this thing out right. Well, that's... Yeah, close it out properly. Just don't close the book and we're done. Close it out properly. And and if you do that properly, by the way, by the by, uh, we're only talking a year that they've been involved... 
But that's something in subsequent years, if they handle this right, they can continuously loop back to it when they need to. Because that history Absolutely. will be there. They dealt yeah. with Hogan and Savage for years after the Mega Powers exploded. They would tease tension and do little things with them here. <coughs> across two different companies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it needs to be done correctly. Yes. Correctly. There's the rub. There's the problem. Yeah. Uh, now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let, let's go to the phones. I'm, I'm going to bring on uh, Malcolm up first. He's in Orlando. What's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? Hey, how you doing, Brady? First of all, um, uh, doing hi, good, man. Um, hi, everybody else. Uh, Kathy and uh, is Matt more uh, maniac Matt on? Matt's here? not here, but Howard's here. Oh, uh, hey, Howard. How you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? How are you? Well, I Malcolm. Brady. You sound uh, kind of Papa sad, Joe. Malcolm. I'm sad about you, Brady. I know what happened. Um, and I feel bad for you. I know, you know, it must have hurt. I didn't watch it myself, but, you know, I... What? I was hurt and glad when I heard the final score the next day. You know, I just... That was a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you're oh, still okay. fan. Yeah. It's okay. Well, you know what, Malcolm? I was proud of them, and they didn't make excuses. No, no, but I'll tell you what. John Descendant said it a long time ago. Anyone that that thought uh, that never thought they had a, a bad season never lost a Super Bowl. You know, they said that a long time yeah. ago, and I know it's. Oh, I want to say this, uh, Brady. Don't let. Uh, Chris Gorsh won't really make any more predictions. He's 0 for 2. He'd have to get the Flyers <laughs> and the Sixers right to break 500 right now. So, oh, rat yeah. rumors. Yep. Yeah, you <laughs> can't pay any attention to his predictions. <laughs> hey, Papa Joe, um, I just uh, I want to wish you guys, you know, of all you guys, whoever you're rooting for next year, good luck. Um, I've had some problems here lady that's renting the room. I've, I've had some rants and raves with some of the neighbors, and I'm not getting Probably. on. So I'm moving. I really like this lady, Teresa Phelps, and her daughter, Trina. So I don't want to put her okay. through this. She's been to see hurricane, so I'm moving to another place next week. But on the positive side, oh, lady, I'm going to be in a room by myself. In a You're hitting the road. Myself. You're going, oh, yeah, you're going to stay I, in Orlando? I can hold Hogan all I want. I can hold Hogan all I want. <laughs> uh, not next week. I love it. Tuesday. Yeah. So. What you going to do when Malka Mania <laughs> runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> I love it. Are you going to stay in Orlando? Uh, yeah, I'm still going to be in Orlando. Uh, Brady, okay. Alyssa, so I'm going to be in Orlando at the end of March. So I'll oh, hit you okay. up when I get closer. Hey, maybe we I want to finally meet you, brother. Let's well, do it. We can get some pictures and make it memorable. We'll do it up. But, yeah, Brady, I want to talk about Dusty Rhodes. Um, you guys were talking about the okay. dots, you know, at that time. I knew the, the legend of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, I never met Dusty Rhodes. Papa Strode is a great impression. I, I mean, if I'm a whole cousin, Papa Strode is Dusty Rhodes, right? So, anyway, um... 
<laughs> if you Dusty will. had to buy in at Gilbert. Dusty <laughs> was he was championship material. But Hogan was so big and then the ultimate wear was coming up and it just canceled Delphi out. If you will. And, uh, <laughs> right. Dusty Dusty deserved Dusty deserved to have a championship in the WW uh or the World Wrestling Federation. Sorry, Mr. McMahon. Um, I can't say the uh, three di- three uh, letter thing, but I can say World Wrestling Federation. I get in trouble. I still say Sapphire um, did him dirty. Oh no, she was so sweet. Was yeah, when she had to make a tag match with him and and the Macho Man and, and Scary Sherry at WrestleMania Six in the Sky Dome, that was one of the and yep, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth said, came out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everybody, you talk about people only cared about Dusty Rhodes' polka dots. I used to sit around guys at Yarko Arena at Oakland Coliseum Arena, and when Mike would get up to get something to eat, I'd be talking to these people. They remember the NWA and Dusty Rhodes beating Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes being the United States champion for a while and, and the feud with Barry Windham and all that stuff, the Midnight Rider. Dusty was a legend, you know. Uh, Dusty... Even though he wasn't champion in the WWF, to me, uh, a championship does not make a great wrestler. There have been many great wrestlers that haven't been champion. <laughs> and Dusty, even though he wasn't champion in that organization in Stamford, Connecticut, Dusty is still a legend. And we should remember Dusty for, you know, being a champion in, in the NWA. I mean, he, except for, yeah. except for Flair in the 80s, you know, Dusty and Flair were the ones that carried the organization and also Georgia Championship Wrestling, too. So, and then Luger, you're talking about Lex Luger, Sami Zayn, and and uh, and that that scenario. And Lex Luger, Papa Stro was talking about that clash of the champions in uh, January of 1990 when the decade changed. And uh, Sting okay. won the uh, future shot. He won the tournament. And uh, the big issue was Ric Flair, Ole and Arn Anderson and all those guys, they didn't want Flair losing his title. And then Luger got right. the title shot to injured Sting. You know, but, well, I like Sting's courage, uh, uh, guys. Sting was out there. He, he had a bad leg. He's on a crutch. Sting is not yeah, a new stinger. So Sting was at Capital Combat like a month or two months later. Uh, no, it was a month later in Washington, D.C. And Sting with Ellie Gante, before Ellie Gante was with them, Sting went, uh, Jim Ross said, Sting's going right to the, lot, the in the lion's den, and he's going to take on everybody. Holy arm. Yeah. Sting wasn't going to back down. You know? You're bringing back your memories. Luger, yeah, and Luger, um, he could have won the title. He had Flair in the, in the torture rack, and he put Flair down to help out Sting. You know, it brought back the friendship. Um, and, uh, you know, Terry Funk said, you know, he he, he, let, he lost his shot at winning a title to help out a friend. He goes, I wouldn't have done it. You know, but, you know, that just shows you how close Sting and Luger were. They were very close. Yeah. Rick Flair. Yeah. I got to meet him three times. And I think Rick is not only one of the greatest wrestlers, he's not only one of the nicest wrestlers, he's one of the funniest wrestlers you can meet. (laughs) Bosh, man. 
<laughs> yeah. But Mike wanted to tell you, Brady, he, he was sick last Tuesday. He had an obstruction in his bowel. I, I, I saw that. I, I actually had something today. similar. Oh, you did too? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple of years uh, ago, yeah. Yep, they I had to go in and do surgery. Yep. I didn't know that. I must yeah. have missed that one. I'm doing okay now. I probably didn't talk about it a whole lot. Well, I probably I probably didn't call in because people were aggravating me about the Hogan voice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <That could> be. <laughs> Billy, you're getting yelled Billy, at for being a fan. Hogan doing in the presence of a wrestler. Come on, people, go see a shrink and get a life, man. <laughs> yeah, once you move, we'll have to go back to the impressions. They're always fun. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brady, I just. Um, you know, I want to send out my best wishes to um, Matt Swanson to look like California. She's had a really tough uh, about eight months. Uh, in July, she had um, uh, she she came legally blind. The day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd, she told me she tested positive with COVID. And then I was calling to pray, have her pray for Mike, and she has pneumonia right now. And I just. You know, I just hope she's get, she gets better. I, I called her and left her a message. I said, she's still the most beautiful young lady in the world to me, uh, bar none. So even, I just want to be your friend. That's good enough for me. But, you know, Brady, I ain't worried about finding something because I don't think there's a lady in the, on the planet to put up with me. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm just too off the wall. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I just want to send my best to her and... Um, I want to tell all the Philadelphia Eagle fans, I want to say this, Brady, if they li- they're listening to me right now. They are. Don't let, all of them. Don't let, this, don't let this championship hurt you. Um, it's just a game. You know, just bypass it. Let's face it, Mr. Perfect, Brutus Beefcake said he looked at Mr. Perfect's record at WrestleMania 6 where he wrestled him in the back with Mean Gene. And he said, let's face it, Gene, nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect team or a perfect season, except for the 1972 Miami Dolphins. But, you know, that's 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 like a fluke to me. Um, yeah. The Chicago Bulls in 85, they wouldn't have lost to Miami on that Monday night. They would have had a perfect season. The 49ers uh, the year before lost in 84. Uh, they lost a the game to Pittsburgh, Papa Stroh's team. Because uh, when the 49ers, they kicked the ball up, and they wouldn't pick up the ball. And the Steelers picked up. It was kind of embarrassing. That was the only line that year. But, yeah, I want to tell the Philadelphia fans, be proud. You know, of the it's, team it's funny. The, the, day of, the day of the Super Bowl, they actually had a skit on the NFL Network. You would have loved it. Uh, it was Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football. And it was Kirk Cousins, uh-huh. the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And they recreated uh-huh. the Mr. Perfect scene. Line for line. You know where he threw the that ball? Was great. And then he caught it. And he threw it to himself. And then he caught it. And then he's just like absolutely perfect. And it was just, it was amazing. And, and when this Kyle Brandt, when he tweeted it, he said, not all of you will get this, but the, uh, wait, what did he say? He said, um, many of you will not understand this, but some will, and I love you. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that happened, Brady, when I was a little boy. 
I was watching the, the Raiders lost the championship game. They were 12-2. Yeah. They won the Sea of Hands game against the two-time defending champion Miami Dolphins. You know, that pass stable to Clarence Davis, that thing. Then the, the Steelers came in and and and, uh, and they beat us 24 to 13 late in the fourth quarter. They got two touchdowns and beat us, uh, and they went Super Bowl six. I think it was somewhere in New Orleans in Tulane. I think it was in Tulane mm-hmm. Stadium. And Brent uh, Tarkington threw a pass against the steel curtain, and it was batted back. I'm forgetting batted it back, and it was batted back to to Fran Tarkington, John Pascendis said on the highlights, uh, an, an embarrassing Tarkington to Tarkington pass. <laughs> it came no yards. So, <laughs> and Thomas said that he was in back. Yeah, but I, love I think it. the Steelers beat him 16 to 6 or something like that. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It, Aaron Brady, what goes on in my mind, it really is. You know. oh. The world is scary, but yeah, your mind is scary. Fifty-nine-year-old guy, and all he cares about is reading comic books and books and watching old episodes of nineteen eighty-nine prime time with Roddy Piper, Bobby Heenan, Carol Baskin around here. Oh, right, Brady, uh, if you hear from Jake the Snake Roberts at all? Tell Jake I'm watching a lot of his matches, and people don't realize <laughs> he was talking about you. Did you hear it? Malcolm, did you hear he was talking about you? Yeah. In the podcast we had. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Well, tell Jake. Bruce Ward sent me a clip of it. It was amazing. Just talking about the super fan at the conventions that comes in screaming Uh about Hulk Hogan and has a a python around his neck and uh, and how, like, he's like, I got to sign his autograph so we can get him out of here. Because nobody can hear him. <laughs> I love Jason Gass, you know. Yeah, I mean, me too. Tell Jason, Jason, he man. He had a lot of controversy. He had a lot of controversy. In 88, yeah. Ravishing Rick Bird comes out and grabs Cheryl. I, I told Jake I'd never do that. And you don't go up to somebody's, you know, you don't, somebody you don't know and grab their arm. That's just asking for trouble. And then he had the feud with Andre the Giant over that. And, I loved it at the Royal Rumble '89, and and, and uh, you know, Andre choked down. Jake Jake came in there with Damian, and he, and Andre eliminated him, <laughs> eliminated himself. And then he had the <laughs> he had the issue with the Million Dollar Man, the snake, in 1989, yep. uh, 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 and uh, yep. and uh, the Million Dollar Man put him out for a while, and Jake came back at WrestleMania six. And then in 91, Rick Martell, they had the uh, blindfold match because Rick Martell blinded him with that uh, arrogance. Right. Know? So Jake had yeah. a lot of controversy. But Jake, How about even the stuff with, like, the Ultimate Warrior when he locked him in the snake pit? Oh, that yeah. stuff was amazing. Yeah. And, that stuff was yeah, amazing. You know, I, I, got, I, got an, I, I got a face. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Jake was creative. And also, yeah. even though Jake, if you're listening, Jake, even though you never won a championship, you'll always be a champion in my eyes. Man, if, if I could, I'd put a belt around your waist. You were so damn good. I'll never forget that match on Saturday night's main event. They were in Los Angeles, California on a Saturday night, and, and Jake was taking on the macho man, and Jake was in the shower with Damien, and me and Gene was trying to do an interview, and he kept poking Damien. <laughs> 
and they had one of the best damn matches that night of that of 1986. <laughs> no, Barnett, Barnett, Jake, and Macho Man put on a show that night. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely. You know, I I got an I got an ad on Facebook uh, where you can design your own pajama pants. Like, you upload the picture, and you kind of put where you want it to be. I'm going to get a pair of pajama oh, yeah. pants made with my wife's face on them. <laughs> like Ravishing Rick. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like Ravishing Rick, yeah. You mean like It'll be my wife, so it's okay. Where you, where you step <laughs> on top of the spring buckle, and he pulls the tights <laughs> yeah. down, and there's a picture of Cheryl Roberts, and, and yeah. he comes out of nowhere and takes it on the junkyard dog, and he clotheslines over the top. And, and Rick Reed hits the side of his his, his hip. <laughs> like he can't even yeah. walk. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing stuff. You got it, two weeks ago. January, or excuse me, uh, February 7th. And I thought it was on a Tuesday. It was so long ago, 1988. It was on a Friday. I got the ad from freeads.com that, that night. I was going to talk to you about it, but, but I heard uh, – Keith Elliott Greenberg talking, and he just floored me, and I completely forgot about this. But I need to, this needs to be mentioned. This was when okay. Hulk Hogan got that shoulder up at the two count. They had the twin referees, Dave and Earl Hebner, and those guys at Free Ads told me that was Earl Hebner's first ever match that he refereed in, and the Million Dollar Man, and they had the tournament and all that. But that was mm-hmm. to me, I'm, I'm going to tell Hulk right now. Hulk, you had that shoulder up to kick out. That should have never taken place. If I would have been the referee, you'd still be champion. You'd still, you would still been champion. Probably held it four or five more years. I, I still remember Jesse Ventura yelling, "He got plastic surgery." You had the twin referees, and he's got a money shirt color. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and Hogan's looking at them both, and he's like breathing real heavy. He's it's <laughs> amazing. And he, and he picks up Brady picks up the referee and he throws him on top of the million dollar man. Bobby Heenan, that was classic. Right. <laughs> oh brother. Yeah, Malcolm. It was great to talk to you, man, as always. Hey, it's always nice to talk to you guys. Um Brady, I've got to get my I gotta get my act together, get my credit straight out, get my own place Uh-oh. down here, invite you guys down. We'll have bar- barbecue in a few years. I love it, man. I love it. But we got to catch up when I go down there in March. Oh, we got to go to Hogan's Beach Shop. i got to introduce you to, to my man, Lou Jean. His name is Lou Jean. I love it. Lou Jean. Lou is my big. Yeah. He's my buddy. He calls me a superstar. you got to meet Liz. you got to meet Maddie. you got to meet Ty. I haven't met Ty yet. All the all the paraphernalia in there, Hulk Hogan. That's great. There's actually Rick Flair's robe in the corner in there. You got to see this, Brady. I got to go with you, man, and your wife too. I love it, yeah. man. I love yeah. it. <laughs> all right, oh, one more thing, baby. Best wishes yeah. to my best friend in the world. Uh, he's he's always going to be my best friend. I can have as many best friends, but David David Arquette is special to me. David Mania, Arquette City, the macho boss. Dave, you're still the man. You're still the man. I'll see you next week, baby. I'll talk to you, man. Bye-bye.
All right, love you. Uh, so what we're going to do right now, uh, we're going to take a commercial break and regroup. Uh, we've still got more callers, and you guys can join in the queue as well. 914-338-1885. Tonight we're talking, are you Team Cody? Are you Team Sammy? And lots more. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package. Let's go. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... 
Mr. what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. And once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the Did loss. Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 On VOCNation.com. This is Hilo Brown. Right here, right now, you better recognize that I am down with the VOC Nation. Recognize that. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And if you're looking for the best sports and entertainment memorabilia, you've got to check out my friends at American Icon Autographs. It's awesome, baby. Hey, check out the best memorabilia in town. They've got thousands of authentic autographs. That's right. Take it from me, the mouth of the sound, Jimmy Hart. If you want sports memorabilia, baby, you got it. Baseball, basketball, hockey, Playboy Playmates, even wrestling. They're awesome, baby. Don't get caught in the sleeper hole. You better check out American Icon Autographs. Yo, show! Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Check us out on VOCNation.com and your favorite podcast providers as well. Brady Hicks, I've got Stro, I've got Howard Morgan, and I've got you guys as well. 914-338-1885. Uh, a couple quick uh, programming notes before we get back to the content. First of all, I, I, I neglected to mention in the beginning of the show, but I'm really excited about this. Uh, our own Kathy Fitz 
uh, I believe it was about 10 days ago now, she recorded an episode of Dark Side of the Ring for Vice. Uh, she's going to be, it, it's invo- it involves a wrestler with whom she was very, very close, uh, mentioned during her Hall of Fame speech, and just, they were just so tight. Uh, Sherry Martell, uh, Scary Sherry, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode is going to feature the VOC Nation's own Kathy Fitz. Uh, she said it should be out uh, sometime this summer. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Um, uh, Kathy is a sweetheart, as you guys who listen I'm sure now, and uh, she's done so much for us, so it's really great to kind of see that success there. Uh, before we kind of jump into everything else, Stro, what do you got going on this week? Oh, this Thursday night, WCW Retro on VHNation.com at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're having part two of favorite main events of the year. So if you guys want to talk about some of your favorite main events, please call on that should be a good time. Okay, very cool, very cool. I was trying to think of a joke there, but I couldn't make one. So. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the last one was really good. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, I was saying off air, it really is cool to like have this platform to be able to talk to people every week. I I I love it. You know, I love when the phone boards light up. I love uh, getting to just kind of speak my mind and and have people live. It, it's just it's fun. It, it is fun. And uh, times like this, like, for example, when you see the reaction that Sami Zayn is getting in WWE, um, it makes it worthwhile, you know? That's all any of us want is for wrestling to, like, get big. Do, do, do you remember, I, I don't, do, Stro or Howard, do you guys ever listen to um, Wrestling Observer, or have you ever in the past? Yeah, I, I have in the past. Yeah. Like on, because he has this podcast that he does with his friend Brian and Vinny, and um, he had this analogy, and it was perfect. Somebody said to him, "Like, why do you always want wrestling to fail? You're always talking negative about it. Why do you want it to fail?" And he said, "I don't want it to fail. I want it to do great, so that like they make a lot of money and I make a lot of money." He's like, he said, he called it the golden boat. He said, "I want to buy." A golden boat with all the money that I make from professional wrestling being hot. It was amazing, the way he put it. And it's like it's something that always kind of stuck with me. Like, yeah, like, you know, that's all I want. If WWE did the right things all the time and AEW followed suit, we would be making so much money at this. Because the interest is there. People just don't like the crappy storylines. And there have been some real crap crappy storylines the last 20 years. It hasn't all been great. I'm on a rant, though. I'm on Team Sammy. <laughs> but I think you're on something. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, that, you know, there, I think there's a, a, enough fans, and I was just talking to my son earlier tonight, that, I mean, back, back you know, when we were growing up, wrestling was primarily Saturday night or Saturday and then a little bit on Sunday. And, you know, at least in in the Philadelphia area, if you had Prism, you know, you could watch the show that they had on a Saturday, either matinee or night, the very next Sunday. So it was almost like getting a a free mini pay-per-view. 
but I think there's yeah there's so much time now, Alec, especially with Raw being you know three hours long and smack. There's so much of it out there that you know we're we're so inundated with it that you know how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep you know AEW from copying WWE and vice versa? And how do you keep TNA still relevant? And you know there's so and listen, there's a lot of stories to be told because you really, I mean, you know, it's you know a, a I don't want to say fantasy land like I'm, I'm demeaning it, but you can kind of make up any kind of storyline in wrestling, and that's the great thing about it. And and run with the story. Guys can be whatever you know they they want to be. And you know, back in the day, you know, you were built from parts unknown. Like, come on, you don't know where this guy lives. Like, but that was the part of the mystique, like the missing link, and, <laughs> and, and guys like yeah. that that really, you know, you know. And I was, I, I was shocked. I mean, I was young. I was probably eleven or twelve years old when I heard a rumor, quote unquote rumor, that you know um, George Animal Steel was a college professor. I'm like, there's no way this brainless animal <laughs> is, is even graduated high school. Let alone it's right. teaching college somewhere. Yeah. I don't care if it's a community. And again, not the meaning. I don't care if it's a community college or he's, he's teaching at Yale University. There's no way. So for me, that yeah. was like very real. And you know, when when I first saw Kamala when I was younger, he scared me to death. Like, look <laughs> at this dude. Me too. Like, yeah. You know, and but you know, they listen. They made up a story that this guy didn't know wrestling. You know, he's pinning guys while they're on their stomach, and you know. Kim Chi or whatever his handler was telling me, oh, you got to roll him over, got to roll him over. And that's what, you know, I think Jerry Lawler and, you know, came up with it. Bill Dunney down, you know, in, in the old, you know, Memphis wrestling. Listen, you know, you don't know, you know, take him off TV. You don't know anything about wrestling. You're going to be the savage from the jungle, you know, yeah. and, and, it, and it worked. So you can create any kind, you know, you know Sergeant Slaughter, yeah. you know, Hulk Hogan. You know, I think really the only true performer he had that really lived up to his his gimmick because he had to was really Andre the Giant because this guy was just so huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I saw a thing that A and E did the the rivalry with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and I, and I there's so much in there that I can't I wait forgot. to watch that. Yeah. But there was a a point in the in the program where Mean Gene put his hand up against Andre's hand. And then Andre covered all of Mean Gene's face with his hand. <laughs> right. And then, like, right. my God, this guy was big. But then think back to the late 70s, early 80s, when Vince McMahon had Andre the Giant, of all people, standing on a box to make him look even bigger. Yeah. Like, it, we don't That's have a... that now. We don't have – we don't have that. You know, and, again, the bloodline is probably right. the closest – and maybe Judgment Day – is the closest we have to that old school telling of a story. We're not in it for just the, this one match. We're not into it to tell a story from this tape for you to the next. We're in it for the long haul, kind of like the horsemen were, kind of like the Russians were, right. you know, and the rivalry that, you know, if Bobby Eaton hadn't passed, probably the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express would still be fighting each other somewhere. <laughs> probably. You, know, you brought up Lawler. Lawler probably. and Dundee would probably be fighting yeah. in another 10 years. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, you know, it's funny uh, that you bring that up because the last guy 
that was so fully immersed in his gimmick, in my opinion, was The Undertaker. Uh, he just talked about it this week, how, like, it pisses him off that, like, kayfabe is basically non-existent, you know? Um, well, and I, I, I brought, I brought up, it. Right. I brought it up last week. Good. I think the guy right now that is truly living his gimmick is MJF. There was a, a TMZ or yeah. somebody had a, a, a video of him getting on an elevator after a show, and he was getting on the elevator, he's carrying his bag, he's looking at his phone, and people were going to get on the elevator with him. He said, don't get on this effing elevator with me. And then stepped in, and let, and as the guy was coming over, he kind of pushed him out of the elevator, and the door closed. And the people were like, oh, we're his fans, we're the reason he buys the tickets. All right, and exactly what he just did is going to make you buy your next ticket. Yeah. Because he's living yeah. – He's living his gimmick outside of the ring, outside of the arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, and I'll tell you what, K-Fave does exist a little bit for kids. But, you know, I, I, when you see what MJF does, it, it really kind of makes it special. Uh, it does. Because he, because he knows that people don't believe him, but he still has some – somehow, like, he sucks you in with it. You know, um, real quick. Well, not real quick. Actually, this is this is actually great news. I'm so excited to see it. Uh, we actually have Derek McDonald returning to the program right now. He's he's on the line. What's going on, Derek? How you doing, brother? I am doing excellent. How's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. Derek, excellent. Back, I need man. to know. I need to know right off the bat. Are you Team Sammy or are you Team Cody? Team Cody. Oh, oh my! You're the first one to say wow. that all night. Even Stro went Sammy. Here's why the Sammy thing doesn't make any sense. So Sammy beats Roman. What do you do about Jay and Kevin Owens in that story? He just throw it off to the side. Because the bloodline thing started with Jay bumping heads with Roman, and now towards the conclusion, it's Jay bumping heads with Roman. But Jay, I'm assuming Jay's going to come to his senses. He's going to attack Sammy. Sammy's family that they say he didn't have is Kevin Owens, and Sammy and his family take down the Usos while Cody takes care of Roman. It doesn't make any sense to kind of go away from the Sammy-Kevin Owens thing. So Kevin Owens got his ass kicked at Royal Rumble for what? Nothing? Right? Well, I mean, he got his ass kicked because Roman was better. Mm -hmm. And he's been getting his ass kicked since they were running the COVID shows. He was outnumbered. Here, here's my thing. Here, yeah, I mean, here, here's my thing. Uh, they've been doing Sammy and Roman, and and I understand it all flowed through Jay. I, I, I get that. Jay, Jay was the one who initially didn't want to join and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I feel like they could tease dissension in the ranks. It's so rare to get somebody with the reaction that Sammy's getting. I, I hate to see them turn their back on that or ignore that, especially since they have right. two nights of WrestleMania, since he's essentially holding two titles. And by the way, if you guys are on the line to talk, please don't hang up. I promise I'm going to get to you guys. John, you're up first. Uh, but, I, I mean, in my opinion, um, Cody would be better served to be a, kind of chasing the title over the next couple months versus winning it at WrestleMania. 
I think you got to capitalize on Zami while he's white hot. I really do. Even if it well, means kind of changing course a little bit. Here's the thing. Uh, WWE actually has a good problem that AEW probably wish they did have where you have two guys who can be white hot baby faces instead of just one. So for all the love that yeah. Sammy's been getting, and it, it has been amazing, the fans haven't turned on Cody yet. So that's not even, like, so you can't go, well, the people are going to turn on Cody. They didn't. They didn't even turn on him when they were in the ring together during that Raw segment. Um, yeah. I think I think this run solidifies that Cody can hold the belt in the future, even if even if you want to turn Cody Hill somewhere down the road and have Sammy be the guy to be the Hill. Cody for the title, but I don't. I don't think you can. There's too much story going on to call an audible at this point, only because the story has been so drawn out. This is what year three of the story now, and Some of my so I, I've seen people. I've seen people compare it to Daniel Bryan and Batista, but that was completely different. You kind of just threw Batista in there, and he was a guy coming back. Um, it's also completely different from the Kofi thing. Um, but I think it, it would it would suck to just deviate from Cody. And I've seen some people go, well, have him defend one night against Sammy and another night against Cody, but once he loses to that first guy, what does it mean to watch him lose the second night? It means nothing at that point. Well, here's what I would do, and, and this is kind of what I laid out earlier, um, and, and this isn't what I would have done three weeks ago, by the way, or before the Royal Rumble, but just the way that everything has gone down, since Sammy has been out of that group, um, I would have Roman retain against Cody on Saturday. And I would have that basically be a cluster because the whole bloodline interference, blah, blah, blah. And then on Sunday, I would put the white-hot Sammy Zane in there. Uh, even if you have Sammy pull double duty on Saturday and Sunday if you want to. But I would have Sammy being the one challenging on Sunday. And... When things are the darkest for Sammy, I would have Cody come out and kind of neutralize that attack. It keeps Cody involved in the feud. You can have Sammy catch Roman off guard. He don't have to even hold the title that long. Howard even Howard even said, "What about doing like kind of like a dusty finish?" Where I think that was you, Howard, who said it, right? Where like yep. Yep. you have you have Sammy appear to win the belt, and then on a technicality, maybe Owens was came out in a referee shirt or something counted the pin. Obviously, they're going to give it back to Roman, but the fans will get a taste then. You know? And I think it would be a really good thing, and I think it would have a lot of buzz. Um, <laughs> this thing is built like on family. And you had a couple of weeks ago when Roman told him, I took you into my family because you didn't have a family, and look what you did to me. Well, the redemption story for yeah. family is I do have family. It's the guy... I've been screwing over since I was dealing with you guys. And the guy who wants nothing to do with him now. Yeah, but that's the story, too. How is he going to come to the conclusion that he wants something to do with him? You've been, been screwing him since war games, and now all of a sudden, that's why I thought it was great that he didn't come out and save Sammy at the pay-per-view, because it doesn't make sense. You've been, you've been helping, you've been watching these guys kick my ass for the last six months, and I'm going to walk out and help you and hug you. <laughs> It doesn't really make any sense. You know, you know, you know if this were AEW... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is AEW. 
Sammy would have were AEW. If this were AEW, it would end at WrestleMania with Sammy giving the low blow to Owens so that the users could retain. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, exactly. But and they could have three horrible. white hot guys, by the way. They could have three hot white hot guys. They messed that up. Uh, Kenny Omega, MJF, and Moxley all could have been white hot, but they systematically dismantled each of them because so, they can only focus on one toy at a time. And it sucks. You know what helps? You know what's happening? They'll get a young guy who gets something going, like a Ricky Starks, and then he'll run into that yeah. wall called Chris Jericho, and he'll lose all his <laughs> right. The wall of Jericho. Uh, let's go to the phones. I, I got John from Rhode Island here up first, but I got a bunch of you guys, so we're going to get to each and every one of you. What's going on, John? Are you Team Cody or Team Sammy? Well, I'm mostly for Cody. He's for Cody. Ah, you're changing the tide here, Derek. Everybody was Sammy in the first hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's been a while. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I like how my returning caller. I would just have to say, I I like how he's welcoming you. The one and only, never lonely, rowdy rowdy with a perfect body. I'm always dressed to impress because I'm simply the best. And I'm always the one on, in the room because I always make this more enjoyable than seeing people go to the Wild West. Mm. Uh, I love you, John. Yeah, you're welcome. You. I, think, I think it's hilarious. He's been gone a couple of weeks, and he's welcoming you back to the program. <laughs> uh, you enjoy Elimination Chamber, John? Yeah, well, well, it's only February, but this definitely was probably on the list so far for because you know you always know there's going to be a nonstop react insane reaction for in when they're in Canada. Yeah. So this is probably the pay-per-view of the right now by far. But I know for sure we know for sure it wasn't going to be able to get edited out with those f bombs that were going on through <laughs> almost the whole show. Yeah, no, you I mean, can't stop that. And some peacocks. Yeah, so it's okay. of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely the only the only problem thing I have while well, you were talking briefly about Cody and everything and Sammy, but I I don't remember the last time, but they've done this a couple of times. Like you remember, I'm not gonna say Brock Lesnar, of course, because he definitely got it so. But a lot of times when people we've seen people come back and then they've gotten pushed right away, like Cody did when he came back at WrestleMania last year. I'm kind of curious if this really is going to be a ball drop because they've done it quite a few times. Okay, we're going to make you win the Rumble. We're going to push you very mm-hmm. hard. At the but mm-hmm. then you're not going to be winning the title. That's kind of what I'm kind of curious while this is going to work because I don't see him on top of this list. That's really there. Because he just, he just got brought back again last year. I don't see him right away being the one to end the reign, the woman reign, because I know for sure everyone's saying, like myself, if the family member Rock is going to show for this, but I don't think so. But they, it's the second time. Is this time all one failed. sentence? <laughs> Are we well, still that... in the first sentence? I think we're still on the first sentence. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying, I don't know if Cody's even up. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I don't know if Cody's really up there. Do you think he's really up there to end this game? Because we know everyone was saying Rock, but it's I think he's going to lose. 2005. Yeah. I didn't think that. I, I didn't think he was going to lose a couple months ago, but I think 
You know, they are just clinging to the fact that fans care that he fought injured in that cage match. And I don't know that fans care as much as they think anymore. I mean, he's selling a lot of merchandise, and he's selling, they're, they're selling out house shows, and he's there. And I've seen okay. nothing in this. Right. I've seen nothing in the Triple H booking that would make me think he would lose. Maybe if Vince was still in charge, but I, for the most part, Triple H has been pretty solid in his booking. And I think Definitely. if all the rumors, I think if all the rumors are true that you're going to get a Jay White, possibly a Kenny Omega, which I'll believe it when I see it. You got AJ yeah. Styles coming back. There's some guys you could have. You could tell a lot of good stories with Cody as world champion while Roman gets a break. Because he, 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 him and the Usos, they kind of need a break from TV at this point. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't imagine watching WWE without having Roman there. It's, yeah. I mean, they've been yeah. that that big. Yeah. You know, it's actually, Pierce, by the way, we're here on the update. You're going to be back in time. But what do you, I don't think it's, it's a race right now after failing the drug test. What do you think is going to be with Randy Orton? Because this isn't going to go like we thought it would last year when he got injured to have his match with Matt Riddle. I don't know if he's going to be going back to the top, if he's going to come back. How how old is Randy Orton now? I, I, I meant to Google that today, and I forgot to. Randy Orton is 46? I think he's 40. I'm trying no, he's in the yeah, 42. Wow, yeah. he's younger he's than me. I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. so he's 42 years old. Uh, that's the age that Shawn Michaels was when he retired. Um, ironically, he had a real bad back injury, too, uh, when he was younger. Yeah. Um, I, I could see Randy coming back for a final run, but I think he's about done. Just from everybody yeah. that I've talked to and everything that I've kind of read about it, it sounds like he's got a couple more matches in him, but he's not... Like, I don't know if they wouldn't hold off until after WrestleMania this year and then go part-time with him and have it culminate with a match next year at WrestleMania 40. Yeah, well, I keep looking at 18 or 19. I lose track if it was 18 or 19 the last time he started becoming a part-timer. He's been disappearing a number of times, I know, because of his issues. But, yeah, I know for, I know for sure this is... I you gotta have a big one for Hollywood, of course. But like I said, yeah. I don't know what's gonna be left with Matt Riddle when we thought this was gonna be a match they were gonna be setting up before he got injured. So what do you think? Yeah. We know he's coming back. He's gonna make it back in time, we heard. But who do you think is gonna really want to be the big one for the Hollywood? They can't do Seth well, Rollins. Cody faced him already. I I think I think I like what they're doing. Where the big one is, you make the guy that you have there every week feel like a big deal. You know, they've been relying on Goldberg and Undertaker and this one and that one. So I think, like, you use Cena to make Austin Theory feel like a big deal. Whatever they do with Cody, whatever they do with Sammy and Owens, uh, Bianca Belair, who I think has done a good job of kind of filling in that slot. Sasha Banks left when she left. Rhea Ripley, I think you use this mania to build these people up so you don't have to call anybody in when it's a big show. You'll have people in-house to use for a big show. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I agree. 
Uh, by the way, uh, John, you were talking about how good the Elimination Chamber was. Um, I do want to applaud WWE for one other thing. Um, they got the Women's Elimination Chamber right. Um, Asuka, was, Asuka was the best choice they could have made there. I mean, I could see a, a case for, for um, Raquel Rodriguez. But Asuka Bianca, I think, is probably the best match you can make right now for that Raw Women's yeah. title. Yep. So I I I, I, thought, I I like her kind of rebranded, you know. It, it gives her something else, and and I think it was the right thing to do, because they've kind of treated her like a clown the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit like a clown, you know. Yeah, I like what this, this is going. It's kind of curious if, if she's gonna be turning by the way heel. Will we get to Mania? If Oscar's gonna turn heel the way how she's been going. Yeah. I mean, or had you- it been. Yeah, sorry. I, I was gonna say, or you can turn, you can turn Bianca because she kind of she needs the fresh coat of paint after Mania. You can turn Bianca to Yeah, yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, by the way, I forgot to mention. Like, I think there's gonna be two matches that they're gonna turn on because we know how good their kill characters have gone in the last year. I feel like the WrestleMania the fans are gonna turn on Star and they're gonna turn on Rey Mysterio. Because this thing going on with the judgment that Hill runs. No, those people hate people hate Dominic. I can't see people turning on Ray if he's facing Dominic. Dominic's like the best hero. Dominic Guerrero. He's like the best hero in wrestling. Like like I love MJF. He's amazing. So MJF MJF's the yeah. type of hero where people will cheer him. Nobody's yeah. cheering Dom, Dominic. like people hate him. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Like, we know, I don't know if Dakota's clear or not, but what do you think they're going to be doing? We know it's going to be a six-woman tag for WrestleMania, but we've been hearing right. in and out. So if it's going to be the, the tag team, and then we're in and out hearing, like, Trish is going to probably challenge Bailey after their incident last year during the promo yeah. they had. But what what do you think it's going to be better? I know it's definitely got to be a six-woman tag, but I just don't know what the situation is with Dakota Kai because she's still hurt right now. I, yeah, I mean, I, I heard, I mean, I, I don't know if it's true, but I heard Bailey. Uh, who's hurt? Dakota? No, Eo's hurt, right? Dakota. No, Dakota is. Dakota's hurt. Okay. I heard Eo and Bailey. And Bailey would be like kind of helping defend the, the women's tag against Becky and Lita. That's what I heard. I, I I think Trish is kind of out now. See, I I heard they wanted to add Shayna and Wanda to that because they wanted Shayna. Oh, I did hear that. The, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I did hear that. And that would make sense. And I'm assuming they'll have to do some kind of a women's battle royal because they've got so many on the roster. Yeah, Liv has nothing. Raquel has nothing. Yeah, they got a lot of women. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot. So. Uh, let's go to let's go to Dustin. See what he's got going on. Dustin, I need to know first off: Are you Team Cody or are you Team Sammy? Uh, the, the, I don't want to answer that. What? Is that? <laughs> you don't want to answer that. What? <laughs> you can't pick one. 
There's, there's uh, no wrong answer. Unless well, you go on your own, then that's the wrong well, answer. Well, I won't judge you. No, I think both of them are good, so it's hard to roof or roof or roof or one or other. Like, I think both are good. Okay, but if you're playing your video game and you're doing your magical booking, who do you got winning the title? Sammy. Sammy, okay. That's what I would do. I've been told I'm wrong yeah. now, but I, that's what I would do. I, to um, me, it's uh, hey, like Bert. one of those um, once every five years you got to capitalize on it. I have a question for everybody who says Sammy. So what do you do with the Usos? Who do they see you do? Um, uh, Owens and Zane. Owens, and, Owens okay. and somebody else. Oh, okay. I would, and, and you know what I would do is I would tease d- dissension between them to make it seem like their titles are really at risk. Um, uh, That's what I would do. Bert, um, Bertie, I have a friend that's listening right now. Okay. Her name's okay. Hannah. Is that a uh, Hannah? Okay. Hannah is yeah. Hannah area code two hundred two, two hundred two by any chance? Yes, that's my friend. Okay. Okay. You want me to put her on well, with you? If you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind. I have a, I have a friend listening no, to her. I, her name is Astro. I got a question hey. for Hannah though. Are you Team Sammy or are you Team Cody? Um, I kind of would say I don't really know because this is all new to me. Mm. New to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's Team Sammy. She's made it clear. Absolutely. Well, that was Team Sammy if I ever heard one. WWE <laughs> is all new. Okay. I'm, I'm so actually Jay, the getting the handle <laughs> of it, yes. it's kind of hard it is to confusing. wrap your head around. It is. It is. Yeah. Roosevelt, Roosevelt yeah. guys fighting for the honor of his dead. Try watching AEW. Um, uh, um, um, Birdie, uh, uh, Hannah's favorite is yeah. Rhea Ripley. Hmm. Okay. All right. Like I'm Rhea. starting to like mommy. I thought they should have did Rhea Bianca. I thought that would have been a, a really good match. So did I. I understand the shot. Oh, so right. I understand the shot. Right. Yeah, Hannah Wood, well, Hannah Wood, Wood group. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I, I, hold on. I, I would have had, you know, I thought that, Derek. And then I thought, well, maybe they're going to build them up on brands opposite each other for a year and then have them yeah. go head-to-head. But yeah, what the hell do you have Bianca do for the next year? Is she going to feud with Oscar for a year? I, I guess know. you got the draft coming up. She's, she's going to be meet opponents. Oh, the only person she hasn't feuded with is Charlotte. So I guess yeah. she can move Charlotte over. But... Oh. I can also oh. tell you from just watching and seeing from what has actually been on is that they're holding grudges against past stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're holding grudges against history. Mm-hmm. Against 2019 history. and everything else. The past fights mm-hmm. that they have done before, they're holding grudges against. What do you mean? Uh-huh. Well, she's How talking about that. All these fights are leading up to WrestleMania because of stuff that has okay. happened in the past. Uh, well, um, I don't follow. Well, uh, well, uh, you know, um, well, 
Have you guys talked about this ahead of time? It seems like this is a coordinated <laughs> thing here. Yeah. Are they hijacking your podcast? Is this pre-taped? I don't know. No. I'm just trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around your idea, Hannah. Um, how do I'm, you know I'm Dustin? I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Yeah. How do you know uh, Dustin? I gotta know. Do you guys meet in Orlando uh, nightclub? No, we we, we oh, met through a mutual friend. We met through a mutual friend. Okay. Yeah, mutual friendship. What, mutual what, of what, Omaha. Exactly ha- what Wild happened Kingdom. in 2019 that they're fighting against? I'm I'm curious about this. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Uh, well, Bertie, uh, um, hey Hannah, do you want to uh, explain to the guys here uh, what you what you what you went what what uh, you what you what you're diagnosed with when you were younger? Wait, what? No. Wait, no. Wait. wait hold on. What happened to the 2019 thing? No, 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 no. So I um. So you know how they're making a lawsuit because Tylenol is now leading to autism? Mm Mm-hmm. I never heard of it. If you scroll through Facebook, it's telling, it's basically now saying that women who take Tylenol is now Mm -hmm. with the kids ending up with autism. Mm -hmm. That explains a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, My wife takes and Tylenol, especially... and I'll be honest, sometimes she's a little... No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, Birdie, 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 let me try yeah, something to you. Uh, um, that, that's not funny, because cause my friend has autism. Wait, okay. wait. Yes, I am, I'm actually autistic. Okay. Do you take a lot of Tylenol? I'm autistic. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I was... Um, officially diagnosed with BPD, which is borderline personality disorder and okay. Asperger's disorder. What, but what does this have with to do with 2019 WWE? No, she, she just explained to you what she was. What, 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 I'm just letting you know, yeah, just what she what she's going through. Like, and you know, she don't have a lot of friends okay. now, and and okay. I'm just. So just letting you know what's what what's you're doing. I'll be here for you. Yeah. So basically, so, they're now mm-hmm. saying that Asperger's disorder and autism are on the same spectrum. In some cases, yes, but in other cases, they're not. Okay. But it all varies on that person or that child. Okay. I'm just figuring out how does this tie into a wrestling podcast. Well, Brody, I just wanted to bring my friend on here to just uh, introduce y'all to okay. Hannah. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so she calls her regularly. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'd love it if you call in more, Hannah. But yeah, we were interested in the 2019 thing. Like, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Yeah, you said something about 2019 WWE. Well, the stuff so, with Charlotte and Rhea. Yeah. Oh, because they fought in 19 or 20 or whatever. I got you. Yeah. 20, okay. So, yeah. Charlotte is basically holding a grudge against Rhea because of what happened in 2019 at WrestleMania. I've got you. I've got uh-huh. you. Okay. 
Yeah, my friend Kay was do? talking about that. Kay Phoebe was talking about that the other day. That's, uh, yeah. But didn't Charlotte yeah. beat her at Mania? Charlotte beat her, so what's the grudge to hold if you won? Well, well, well guys, she didn't win convincingly <laughs> enough. She yeah, talks about you know she talking about Rhea Rhea holding the grudge, but no, it's not Rhea. What she lost the match to Rhea, lost the match to Charlotte at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I thought you said Charlotte held the grudge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not Rhea. But do you think that are, are Rhea and Dominic like it's implied that they're sleeping together, right? That was well, something I'm a little confused. Uh, I'm okay. don't like they would know better much. than me. What? Um, Hannah doesn't Hannah doesn't like that very much. Doesn't like what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh hell Dom- no! Dominic and Han- Dominic are real sleeping together, possibly. Oh, you don't like? Oh, okay. That's funny. I well, guess. she just he just calls he just calls her mommy. That's not necessarily a no. I mean, she just, she's it, it sounds like it's kind of. I'm, I mean, it's totally like an Eddie Guerrero thing. I get that, but you know, it, it's mm-hmm. almost like they're implying that like she's taken away his innocence. <laughs> Much like this show has probably done for a lot of our callers. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, yeah, basically, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it was great to talk People to. are getting called out, and they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so, uh, Hannah, this, this is the place to be every Tuesday from 9 to 11, Eastern. Ooh. Yeah. God bless you. Forget Tylenol. I need some medicine. No, I need a bottle of Jack. Jesus. All right. Well, it was great to talk to you guys. Sure, Brody. I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. That was fun. That was fun. Dare I continue? We've got... But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's go to Patty in Tennessee. Patty Mayonnaise. What's going on, Patty? Special thoughts. Real there, Patty? Patty, Patty. So far, this is the most compelling call. What's going on, Patty? All right. Sleep tight, Patty. Love you. <laughs> Let's go to somebody we know will be awake. Let's go to Tora in St. Louis. What's going on, Tora? Hey. What's Tora. the word on the street, homie? Not much. Just chilling. Not just chilling. You mind on your money? <laughs> money on your mind? <laughs> I can't tell if she's making fun of me when she does that. <laughs> well, yeah, next week yeah. is my birthday. When's your birthday? March third. March third. Okay. All right. I I got a special birthday treat for you. It's going to be a couple of days late, but uh, we're going to have a guest on the show on March seventh, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, he's been part of WWE. He's been part of AEW, and he's actually 
on a tour in Japan right now, I believe, Pro Wrestling Noah. And he's going to be calling us live from Japan. It'll be uh, Wednesday morning where he is. But uh, we're going to be talking with the alternative, Anthony Green, going to be returning to the program. I'm excited. I love this guy. Uh, I think it'll be uh, pretty cool. So August Gray in NXT, by the way. So. That was for you, Tor. I did that. Hmm. Oh, kind of the reaction I expected. The reaction I expected, though. Hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna need some prayers next week. Okay. For your birthday. Before that. Before your birthday. I gotta have a biopsy. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I'll pray for you, Tori. We all will. Yes, for my left breast. Okay. Now, you've been on here before and we're really upset and it turned out okay, so hopefully it'll turn out okay again. Yeah. I just found this out yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I'm not I'm not happy about well, it. Well, well I I <laughs> Believe me, I understand. Uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be praying for you. So. Thank you. Yeah. Tor, are you uh, Team Sammy or Team Cody? Team Sammy. Team Sammy. You know, in spite of what Derek tried to start there, um, I think Team Sammy has kind of run away with tonight. And I think that's the right move. I do. Um, I wish WWE would give it some serious thought. Because it doesn't happen that often when you've got somebody that's that over. We've waited a long time for this. And I think you need to do the right thing. Anything else, Tora? Um... Hanley is a pretty cool person. Okay. <laughs> cool. I thought you didn't talk to Dustin yeah, I anymore. Yeah, I, I I still talk to him. Okay. That's good. Oh, I see I got another friend request from you. That's a nice yes, picture you of you. Yeah, Thank is you. this really you? How do I know it's not a fake you? <laughs> it's me. Now, I know this is a fake because this one says you're single. And you're sexy ass. No way you'd be single. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Sure. Sure. (coughs) (sighs) Yeah, Tori, you'll be okay. Well, I mean, we'll all pray for you. You'll be okay. I really appreciate that. Sure. Sure. I have to be there at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Um, my apartment starts at one o'clock. And what? When is this? Next week. Next week on on Thursday, March second. Okay. March second. Well, happy birthday to you. Yeah, I I got you. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully it. Hopefully it all turns out all right. <clears throat> 
John, yeah. how about a prayer? How about a song of healing for Tori? Do you have anything <laughs> for healing? Well, just for Tori, I just like to say we all here just want to pray because we want you healthy every single twenty-four-seven day, and I know for sure we want you to have a happy day because there's never a time we want to hear you go nay because it's always a happier life whenever you forever three hundred sixty-five day a day go yay. Amen to that. Amen. To Amen. Amen. Love you to her. That's a lot. Love you to her. Love you too. Tiny Tim. God bless us, one and all. <laughs> Love you to her. We'll, be, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Feel better. All right. Home stretch here. Save the best for last now. What's going on, Rat Boy? <laughs> Happy latest birthday to you. Happy Thank latest you. birthday Thank you. to you. Thank you. Uh, Rat Boy, you... what's that? Rat Boy, are you Team Cody or Team Sammy? I'm gonna put it this way, okay? I like them both. Like I say, I'm Team both. I'm in between. Team both. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. So you're doing. So you're doing like a whole Brett and Lex gimmick. Yeah, you know, I'm doing both, man. You, you know, what, what about a triple threat where they both, what, they'll do like a triple threat where like they can each pin him at the same time and each get a title. I, uh, I called that shot last night. Sammy Zane, Cody Rose versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Okay. It might happen. Maybe. It might. It's looking yeah. more and more like it every time. Yeah, because I saw it last night before Owen, before Kevin Owen showed up. Yeah. They go either way with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but sure. I don't understand what happened last night, okay? Damage control with... Uh, but Lita and, and um, you know, the man, well, why are they having that next Monday? They should have that for WrestleMania. No, I think it will be the WrestleMania match. Oh, maybe not. I mean, yeah, I did hear, like Derek too. mentioned earlier, I, I think we might get um, Ronda and Sheena against Damage Control. So, I don't know where that well, leads I don't understand Becky. It said WrestleMania on the promo, but then later on, Mike, you know, who, who had the commentator, said it wasn't going to be for next week. So that makes yeah. a guarantee Trish is going to show up. It's going to be the sixth uh, one. And you, and you never know what's going to happen because they might bring on first Stratus, too. You know, it might yeah. be, be a sixth way. Uh, maybe. You know, three on three. Three maybe. on three. Maybe. Well, now Dakota Kai is hurt. That's part of the problem. That's why they kept Trish yeah. Stratus off. Mm-hmm. So. But now she's not hurt. It'll be interesting. The way she's, the way she's walking around. Come on now. She <laughs> Maybe a, she's, you know, she's playing now. She's playing now with that, with that angle. She's doing a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. She's limping yep. around when she wants to. Yep. That's what all what it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, anything else, Rat Boy? 
Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. April 6th, flying down Florida. Yeah. Sometime I'm down in Florida, I'm going to uh, do the performance center and see if I get an application because I'm going to be wow. the, the next Nexus champion. How's that? Oh, no. I'm going He's going to be the next one to too. get arrested for trying to stalk the NXT center. I'm going down there to get applications. People get me in the building, and I'm going to see if I if I if I really got it. Who are you going after first when you get down there? Um, it's Triple H. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go after Triple H first. Well, that makes sense. He's probably least likely to fight back right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, That's a good one, man. But there's one thing though. Yeah. I can see I can see something coming up. Okay. You know it's gonna be Austin Theory against John Cena, right? Probably. For WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay, this week you see John Cena when he walks out in two weeks. He's gonna look like a dyke. What do you mean? Okay, from the, from the movie. That he's doing. Do you see pictures of him in a skirt and heels? I I Boy. did. I was I was hoping you didn't use that word. Okay, I got you. Boy. Yeah. What what is it? Uh, uh, it's males turning into females now. Oh man! He looked like he looked like Roddy Piper. What's the big deal? Yeah, with the makeup on and all. <laughs> I gotta go see that movie. You like it? You like it? No, no. No, the movie that I'm going to see, they, they they announced it, you know, on Peacock. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's Megan. That's coming out on Friday. That's going to be a good one. But the next one in March, okay, I've seen, I seen it, a remake, okay, of The Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. That's okay. going to be a good one. Okay, but a female is taking the whole rule of it, though. Okay. I got you. And there's one more thing I got to say, okay? Okay. Okay. When when you hear it from Bruce, tell Bruce I hope you make an arrangement for me to go meet Jimmy Hart because I want to sit down and interview with with me and Jimmy Hart together. I love it. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on Facebook when I'm down in Florida. Maybe I can get an interview with Hulk Hogan too. Him in in a wheelchair. How is that? Love you, brother. I love you too, and I catch everybody. I catch everybody next week right here. A wish, yeah. A wish is a dream your heart makes. Love you, man. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going my bucket list, buddy. You know that. Woo! And I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Howard, we've gotten bombarded with calls. We got one more, and then I think we're done. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I think we're done. It. It would take something colossal. Somebody, it would have, like, WWE level would have to call in for me to take another call after this last one. Uh, we do have Patty has awoken from her slumber. What's going on, Patty? Hi. 
How are you doing? Nothing out of the ordinary. Behaving yeah, everything myself. <laughs> behaving yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Patty, do you watch? Do you watch WWE? I don't have a TV in the bedroom, but I try That's to watch right. it on my cell phone. Okay. I try to watch what I, was I just can wondering, on my cell phone. Are you Team Cody or Team Sammy? Cody. Cody. Team, now, why Cody? Team Cody. Okay. Huh? Why Cody? <laughs> I don't, I've always liked Cody. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's my buddy. I got you. <laughs> I like Cody. I like Cody. I really yeah. liked his dad. Oh, um, yeah. That's, yeah. He's a loser, ain't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandson of a plumber. <laughs> I love uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah. So, things are good, though? Yeah, everything's going good down here where I'm at. That's good. That's good. Weather's nice. Okay. Staying healthy. <laughs> That's important. Okay. That's yeah. important. Patty, we're almost out of time, so I do got to let you go. But I, thank you so much That's for calling okay. back. It was great to yeah. love you. And hopefully we'll talk okay. to you again real soon. Okay. Y'all take it easy. Bye-bye. You too. Stay out of trouble. Be safe. <laughs> All right. See ya. There you go. That was Patty. Patty Manny's. Uh, yeah, so... Pretty interesting discussion tonight, guys. I, I gotta say, you know, the, the the whole Sammy versus Cody thing. I I thought it would be an opening segment, and it carried the almost the entire show. So there's definitely a lot of uh, legs to this, and I, I think, um, depending on how it plays out, um, I mean WWE could essentially shoot themselves in the foot as early as this Friday by getting Sammy away from this whole angle. But as long as they're keeping him involved and the name he's dropping is Roman, not the Usos, I'm I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that uh, they're going to find a way to get him involved. So Yeah, I I think that this, this could be, this could end really, really well. Or like you said, I think this could end very, very flat. With it all, with all the dust settles. Yeah, and I, I just—it was such a great angle. It really was. The entire storyline with them has been amazing. You gotta finish it, you know. You gotta bring it home. So I, I, I think that's where we are. I, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Stro, did you have any final thoughts on Sammy and Cody? Ah, well, I just uh, hope somehow, some way, everything will come together towards WrestleMania time. And uh, they've uh, they got an interesting situation in their hands, so we know we'll see what happens with Cody, the directions of Cody and, and Sammy. So, yeah, yeah, that should be great. It, it should be great. Um, I mean, either way, it'll be good. You know, I just, I, I just. I just wanted to go well. I, I just I wanted to be as great as what they've laid out so far. That that basically is uh that's about it. Uh Howard, did you have any 
plugs for this week as we kind of head out of here? Anything you wanted to uh, to mention on the way out? No, I mean, other than I, I think we need to continue to keep, you know, Jerry Lawler and um, even superstar Billy Graham, yeah. you know, in our prayers as they continue to, you know, what looks to be maybe, I know for, for Billy Graham it is a, a very long um, recovery. Um, I did read something uh, earlier this week, maybe over, the, I think it might have been over the weekend, where he, his family's reporting that he lost 45 pounds in three weeks. Who is this? Who? Who? Superstar Billy Graham. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So it, I mean, yeah. it doesn't look good for him, but we but we just pray for yeah. the best. And again, you know, Jerry Lawler. Again, you mentioned earlier. You know, but but I think I need to correct you. I think he's got like nine hundred lives. I think. Right. He's just right. never never completely out of it. But again, you know, continue prayer for his recovery and. Hope to see him yeah. back, you know, real, real soon. I can see him pulling the strap down now, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, God, I hope so. And the Billy Graham thing, man, you know, he he's had many, many lives as well. But you know, you, yeah. you cross your fingers and you hope this isn't it. So definitely. And while you guys are throwing out prayers, I'm going to ask everyone in the community to uh, to say a prayer for Torah as well. Uh, you know, breast cancer is a scary thing. I can't imagine Absolutely. going through that the day before my birthday. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I believe in the power of collective prayer. I'm not sure where I'm at with God, uh, but I do believe that, like, there's something to a lot of people with the same intention kind of coming together. It's gotten me through some stuff. So I guess in that respect, I uh, I do believe in the power of God very much. And, and so hope everybody can say a prayer for Jerry Lawler, say a prayer for Billy Graham, and say a prayer for Tora uh, as she goes through her stuff next week. Uh, I mean, that's about it. Sure, what do you got going on this week? Uh, well, uh, I have um, WCW Retro, the uh, Thursday night, uh, probably the main event. So please call in to be a good time. And uh, always highlight the week here. Yes. Absolutely, always a highlight of the week. As I mentioned, uh, March 7th, we're going to be having live from Japan, the alternative, Anthony Green. He's been on the show a few times over the years. He's former WWE, he's been with AEW, and he's currently doing a tour of Japan with Noah. So we're excited to uh, talk with him. That'll be March 7th right here on the program live. Uh, And from my end, uh, ECWA is my next show. That is March, I believe, 25th. Could have the date wrong about that. I apologize. I don't have it open in front of me. Uh, but the ECWA Super 8, we're talking Studio Andino, Ryan Mooney, Jay George. Yes, Jay George, sorry. Channing Thomas, Sam Shields, Ellis Taylor, Joe Yates, and Rick Recon. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. Oh, the return of Japanese pool boys. Uh, you got Mr. Ulala in the house. You got L.A. Vindia, uh, the marvelous ones, and the return of Jim Kettner, former owner and promoter of the company. He hasn't been around since he sold it back in 2009, so that'll be exciting. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning into In the Room this week, and uh, thanks for all your support on social media and through the website and everything. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much. Take care.